Welcome to the Terrible Podcast with your host from SteelersDepot.com, where you can find all your latest and greatest Steelers news. It's Dave Bryan and Alex Kazora, always lit, talking Steelers. And now, here's Dave and Alex. Welcome to the Terrible Podcast, Season 14, Episode 28. He's Dave Bryan. I'm Alex Kazora, SteelersDepot.com. Happy Monday, Steelers Nation of Victory Monday, the technical, I guess, first Victory Monday podcast episode. Pittsburgh, of course, won in week two, but our podcast did not drop until Tuesday. So good day for the Pittsburgh Steelers, beating the Las Vegas Raiders 23-18. Steelers now 2-1 on the season. Dave, how you doing? Uh, for a quick night, not bad. I'm doing better than the Steelers players are, I think, at this time, mm-hmm. right? They still stuck on a plane uh, in, in, in Kansas City, right? Had to make a, a emergency landing there. Yeah, still getting some details in, but apparently there was uh, an issue with the team plane on their trip out of Vegas with the oil pressure. Had to make an emergency landing in Kansas City. Everybody's okay. No, no injuries or anything like that. Just some sort of issue there with the plane. And at last report, it was going to be a second plane to pick the team up at Kansas City and get them to Pittsburgh. So it's going to be an extra long journey. But if you're going to have that kind of long of a wait, you might as well win in the process in Pittsburgh got the win and I'm also being told the Dolphins have scored again so apparently, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding that was a crazy game we'll talk about that maybe at the end here but for Pittsburgh not 70 but a win all the same boy it might as well felt like 70 right uh, <laughs> uh, 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 yeah they probably let's see oh, come on guys it's so simple maybe you need a refresher course it's all ball bearings nowadays <laughs> now uh, prepare that uh, Fetzer valve with some three and one oil and some gauze pads. And I'm going to need about uh, 10 quarts of antifreeze, preferably Prestone. Uh, no, make that Quaker state. No, that's from the great movie Fletch, which I know you have not seen. I have but, not seen uh, Chevy chase. Uh, uh, one of one of the iconic roles of his and uh, him checking out a plane and all like that. So, you know, thank, thank goodness. Everybody's safe. And, uh, at least sounds like it and uh, just going to make for a long Monday for those guys uh, for sure there. So, uh, oh boy. Yeah. Uh, the Dolphins, a lot happening yesterday and obviously Steelers coming out, out, out with the win and man, it, it didn't start off all that great again. It's some three and outs and uh, the Raiders jumped on top with an explosive play and the Steelers answered with the big play, but they, they, they finally got some things going. It started to look a little bit more like a uh, an NFL offense, and you get into that second half, and it felt like felt like they somebody put a page or two back in there <laughs> <laughs> at, at some point. Now, wait, you know, with, with you know, I don't want to go too far over the top here because there's a lot of warts still in this thing. But uh, uh, I mean. Best offensive showing of the season, (laughs) without a doubt, right? A low bar, but it was. And you saw progress in the areas where the team had struggled the most through the first two weeks with their run game offensively, their run game defensively with Kenny Pickett's play. Kind of three things that you need to have go right this season. Your run defense, your rushing attack offensively, and Kenny Pickett. Not perfect, although the run defense I think was really strong throughout, but better. And so you take it there in the victory in Pittsburgh, building a pretty good second athlete, and then in typical Steelers fashion, making it very interesting late in this one. Dave, before we get into the actual evaluation of the game, just a quick recap on the injury front. Gunnar Olszewski did not dress in this one due to his concussion. That was the only player uh, ruled out prior to this game due to injury. Pittsburgh seemingly pretty healthy throughout this game. Levi Wallace and Najee Harris briefly uh, left the game with injuries, but did return, finish things out. Mike Tomlin not mentioning anybody else by name um, in this game from an injury standpoint. He'll provide another update on Tuesday. Inactive, Desmond King getting a hat for the first time. He was back there for at least uh, kick returns. Don't know if he played a snap on defense. Was a bit surprised to see Braden Fajoko down for a game that seemed to be in his wheelhouse to stop the run, but Pittsburgh still did it all the same. Uh, anything else that I'm missing from a housekeeping inactive standpoint? Uh, not just a bit surprised that, uh, Fajoko, uh, did not get a helmet. Uh, was, I was a little bit, I mean, there was really no signs that, that, uh, uh, that we would see 
Desmond King uh, active. I mean, this team had what four wide receivers active. They chose to uh, not uh, not dress Des Fitzpatrick, which gave him four wide receivers for this game and a rare team. Mike Tomlin sending a, a defensive player back there to uh, what? What was a uh, uh, was it Rossum and who, uh, who else? Uh, the, only, the only two oh, Gilbert. Yeah, the only two defenders under Mike Tomlin to be true designated kick returners have been Alan Rossum, uh, Justin Gilbert, and then last night, Desmond King. So, yeah, talk about some rarities. That That is a rarity. Right. So, uh, I mean, look, not not earth shattering what happened with the with the inactive list, but uh, a little uh, a little surprising overall. Yeah, but got it all in the victory, so it all worked out. Let's dive into this game here, Dave. Let's start with the Pittsburgh Steelers offense. Hit a big play in the first quarter to Calvin Austin. How about this? Their first first down in the first quarter this season is a 72-yard touchdown to Calvin Austin. Big explosive play there. Kenny Pickett after the game saying that it was the same call they had against San Francisco that they missed a couple times. Broke that down for the site. Probably we will look at it again with the all-22. So, like you said, bit of a sluggish start. Typical Steelers fashion, but hit a big play, which was uh, sorely needed in, in, a, in a game like this. How many long touchdowns before the season started did I did I call uh, for 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 Calvin Austin? Like three or four of those triple triple explosive variety. Uh, it's good to see him get uh, get get one like that, right? Uh, uh, they had sent a guy across what in motion? Who was it? Pickens in motion, right? To uh, to declare the man. Uh, in that situation, and then just ran him right down the middle of the field. Great uh, pass pro by uh, Jalen Warren. Uh, boy, you want to talk about eating up some grass on that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he's almost to the second level <laughs> uh, on that. And uh, uh, Pickett had, uh, Kenny Pickett had enough time to deliver a nice ball uh, down the middle of the field. And, you know, nice separation by on Calvin Austin's part and home run Steelers. Yeah, and that's what Calvin Austin was drafted to do, and so it was good for him to to find the end zone like that and get that big explosive play and for Pittsburgh to not play from behind and get some confidence and just just you hit a big play early and and you know what did Mike Tomlin say so many times last year that you know chunk plays you know they really just help you with your game plan you don't have to nickel and dime and go ten plays and be perfect and no holding call or drop pass or great defensive play can stall out a drive when you hit seventy two yarders like that so. Not only getting big plays, but putting those big plays in the end zone, man, it is refreshing to see. 71 yards last week to pick in, 72 yards this week to Calvin Austin. Even when your offense is still a bit clunky and not perfect, when you hit those things, it cures a lot of your ills for the, for that particular game. What was the stat that you had on that last time they had back-to-back uh, big plays yeah. like like that? Yeah, 70-plus yard touchdowns. 2018, thought it would have been longer than that, but they hit three in a row in 2018, weeks 10 to 12. It was uh, two touchdowns by Juju and a touchdown by AB. So been a little bit, but not as long as I thought it might have been. All right. That, that talk- was, uh, uh, I know Detroit was one of those uh, games for Juju. Yeah, Carolina Denver. and Denver, the 97-yarder okay. to Denver. Yeah, one of his two 97-yard touchdowns. Um, what, what are your thoughts here on Kenny Pickett? I had said before the week that Kenny Pickett needed to play well in this game, not just better, but well. He definitely played better. Would you call it a good performance? Would you say that he played well in this game? I think well is appropriate. I mean, he got away with a pick six on a uh, what looked like a miscommunication with Connor Hayward, right? Connor mm-hmm. ran, uh, looked like Connor ran uh, and, and out and up and... Pickett uh, expected him to uh, to to uh, uh, run it out, I think. And uh, all, Peters, that's rare for Peters to 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 to, to miss a give me like that, but uh, he did. And sometimes it's better to be lucky uh, than 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 good. Uh, I mean, I th- it, it was well. I mean, he made some good throws in this game. He made some. I'm, I'm sure he he would like to. Uh, get back. I haven't gone on, gone through the you know, obviously the the offensive twenty two at all to see if, if if there are any any throws that he left out on the field. But uh, the key takeaway, you know, even though he, you know he had one deserving of a, a, a of a of an interception turnover there, didn't turn the football over. Uh, first time in his career, he's had two touchdown passes in the game. Uh, so uh, let's hope that there's many more of those in the future. Uh, and 
you know, they once again, you get it felt like as the game go, went on, he, he he got more and more comfortable with mm-hmm. with with what they were. I think they got themselves to a point where they had seen stuff earlier in the game. And because they were able to stay you know, uh, with the lead, they were able to stay within what they wanted to do. And they were able to make some change. You know, in other words, everything kind of fanned out from there. And he was getting more comfortable with what he was seeing and expecting and then able to make plays off of uh, off of that. Yeah, that's well said. I just thought he was a bit more confident looking and generally more comfortable. There were times where he was bailing out out of some clean pockets and running himself into some pressure. I thought the line did not pass protect well. I thought it was actually the, probably their worst pass protection showing of the season of the three weeks uh, Sunday night in Vegas. But overall, just productive, just be able to finish drives, a touchdown to Fryermuth, of course, the deep ball to Austin, um, Pickett using his legs a bit more. I know there was one that got called back. Um, on that illegal shift by George Pickens. Maybe, maybe that was one thing that Pickens, or excuse me, Pickett should do more often, um, actually run a little bit more because he really wasn't running much early in the first two games. And there's a line to walk between running too much and not keeping your eyes downfield, but utilizing your mobility. And maybe just some of that was, was better for him to run a little bit tonight. And unfortunately, he kind of had to at times because of the pressure, but it just felt like he was, playing his game more than he was the first two weeks. Yeah. And in fact, he even had uh, stated in there, uh, he was asked about using his legs to scramble after the game. He said, yeah, in third down situations, it's kind of like uh, uh, double, uh, double the stars. We called, I think he, he used the term uh, they're going to, uh, uh, Oh, they were doubling their stars. You know, they're, mm-hmm. they're going to uh, double your two best guys and there's no one left for the quarterback. And uh, he says that he felt like uh, we were covered up pretty well. And I was going to take off and get as much as I can. And there were moments where we had some good chunk plays out of it. Hopefully uh, got to get them out of those situations where we can get guys singled up. So it was good. In other words, maybe me using my legs and, uh, teams trying to to you know double and take away guys uh, may maybe putting some of that on tape now with him using his legs well you know maybe limit some of these uh, 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 you know double doubling of their stars moving forward yeah and I thought you know George Pickens just Pickett said was taken away a lot in this game still can't work him vertically and I know teams are just saying we just can't get beat by this guy over the top and without Deontay Johnson you can really roll attention to George Pickens but you still found ways to get him involved over the middle of the field a lot of in breaking routes and digs he made some tough plays there got some yak couple pickups on third down thought in general Pittsburgh was better on possession down I think they were 40 percent on third down tonight which is not maybe ideally what you want but pretty good overall and certainly better than what it has been. I think Pittsburgh was one of the worst third down offenses through the first two weeks. So better on possession downs, a bit better of a run game, um, staying on schedule. And listen, as much as we criticize Matt Canada, uh, just on first watch, a pretty good play calling night last night for him. I thought the sprint outs he used were, and I wrote about this this morning, were in really good situations. First and 10 to get some easy kind of layup yardage to get you on schedule, get a drive going. The third and two call late in that fourth quarter to Allen Robinson. That's a great call uh, for that sprint out because you're going to get, you know, five yards. All you need on, on, on a play like that. So, you know, overall, you know, as much as we could criticize the guy and often rightfully so have to give him credit. I thought it was a, a well-called game last night. Yeah. Look, that third down conversion to, uh, to Allen Robinson was key and I haven't had a chance to go match it up, but it looked very similar to what they did with Pat Fryermuth kind of early in that game. Did, didn't it? Uh, oh yes. The same play, same as that play. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, so, you know, once again, I being able not being down on the scoreboard because we, we talked about, you know, those trends coming out of that Warren Sharp uh, uh, video last week about talking about, you know, how, how they were so heavy and 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 in uh, and, 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 and tipping off things based on shotgun and under center that, you know, there was a lot of uh, garbage time, uh, mixed in there behind on the scoreboard type, type of things. Now I haven't gone back through obviously and seen what the breakdown was, uh, with, with all like that, but, uh, just being in a game longer, once you hit, uh, 
I like to say around it was around the 45 play mark or even a little bit of, uh, uh, more than that. But just staying in the game gives you ability to get back to other things that you had already uh, put out there earlier in the game. And they were able to do, obviously, a lot more of that uh, uh, this time around on that uh, touchdown to uh, Austin. That, that was single high, right? Didn't the, didn't the middle of the field safety cheat over the top of Pickens in that one? I haven't seen the all 22 and I don't think they showed a good aerial clip, but Pickett said it was like San Francisco and they were getting single high on those plays. And so I imagine that it was, but I have not gotten to get a full field view of that play back yet. Was it, the, was it that, uh, wasn't that uh, more to the, what was it the throw? What was it Austin on the field side? I'd have to go back and see, to be honest with okay. you. I, I I don't recall the play. I mean, it, I mean, it just it feels it feels like that safety was cheating hard over to 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 pick inside. You know, sure. That, I mean, that's that's certainly possible. I mean, something happened there. If you're going to throw the post against single high, that that safety's got to vacate that. Otherwise, that's a, that's a really tough throw. But I mean, Austin got behind the defense and made the play. Okay. Uh, the thing, the thing that stuck out, and I did not go back through. Uh, after uh, halftime there, but I think I counted like eight or nine negative plays of either you know zero yards or or or, or, or less, and then include you know cut the the, the penalties in that uh, there. Uh, you know, obviously sacks in there and all like that. Uh, still, man, if they would iron out these negative plays, Alex, you know, and. Uh, throughout the game, once again, I didn't, I didn't do a count after the game, but, uh, there were negative plays. I know in the second half, if they would just now clean up some of, you know, make that, obviously it's a priority, but, uh, Mm. if, if you, if you start cleaning up that little stuff, like those negative plays, uh, that will go a long way. Now, one thing that I I think became evident, uh, at least by around halftime there was, uh, on on some of those bunch uh, formations where they where where they would motion out of them, uh, Marcus Peters was was reading that like a book and just crashing mm. out and 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 taking a run away. So you know what I was thinking about as I was uh, laying in bed for a couple hours uh, there was the fact that um, you know if you see teams start doing that, can't you take the motion guy and maybe orbit him back around real quick and then. Uh, even just some even so, sort of a flip behind the quarterback or even a quick kind of, uh, you know, uh, 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 release on the orbit back behind and get a guy out in space that way. I bet that would calm that down real quick. You got to do something because I think teams have really timed up the run game, especially, as you said, under center and kind of some of the motion has really been figured out. I pointed out a play where that occurred against the Browns last week where JOK is literally moving before the snap of the ball, knowing exactly where it's going to go just based on being under center and the alignment of the tight end. And he blew that play up and they blew up a couple of runs tonight. So I thought Pittsburgh generally, again, just first watch had more success spreading the field out and kind of lightening that box a little bit than when they went super heavy tonight. I was a bit disappointed. They didn't run the ball as effectively at a heavy as I would like to, but it was better. And again, all 22 needs to be watched, but as kind of pointed out on the broadcast by Chris Collinsworth, and we talked about this, I believe on Friday show, you saw less of the zone scheme, more, you know, true man blocking, more duo scheme, didn't really pull any guys, but it felt like, I think Najee Harris talked about this after the game, they simplified their run scheme, they took out some plays, they were kind of more concentrated to a couple of play calls. And they did have more success in some situations. Boy, there was a good three or four plays where they got good push into that second level. Something mm-hmm. that we really have, especially with some of those uh, double team blocks there. And that's something that that uh, that we haven't seen uh, enough of, and we need to see more of uh, moving forward there. But uh, look, they rushed for a hundred yards <laughs> in this game, and the way it started off, you kind of wondered if they were going to even hit. What was the mark that I said they had to hit? Like sixty rushing 60. yards. Uh, to prevent it being the worst start in, in franchise history through three games. And uh, there there were obviously the, the negative runs mixed in there, uh, but you did have, you know, a, another long one by Najee right in this game. Uh, what's that? Three explosive plays for him already? Did he have one in this game? Uh, let's see. He had, 
No, I guess he didn't. I, it felt like he had one longer. Uh, what was his longer than the, uh, that? He had a 17-yarder. Okay. Uh, the one that he was injured on there. I thought right. that one might have been 20, but it wasn't. But uh, And I guess that was – I don't guess they had a run over – 13 yards other than that Najee Harris run uh, there. Yeah, you had the picket one that got called back. That right. 27. Right. So, uh, look, I mean, not there yet, but better with, with, with the running game. <laughs> really, the whole team feels like not right. there yet, but better. Probably the way to sum this one up and to do that on the road on a short week when you played a super physical game. I think that context is important. Yeah, it's the Raiders and they're probably not going to be a great team and you know, we'll see how this team looks against more, you know, likely playoff bound organizations. But just given all the factors, I mean, you play a brutal game. I think, you know, during the broadcast, how many times did they mention that the players, Kenny Pickett, others saying that was the most physical game I've been a part of against Cleveland. And then to turn around short week, go out West Coast, where you never win, never have success, especially against the Raiders and win that one. Um, you know, that says a lot about this team. 1995 was the last time they beat the Raiders on the road. So uh, obviously a first for Mike Tomlin to get that done. And, you know, Ben, Ben Roethlisberger never, never beat him, mm. uh, uh, you know, I, I, out, you know, on Raiders on the road there. So, uh, uh, and boy, what, what about that crowd, man? I mean, it goes without saying that, you know, uh, Steelers fans travel well, yada, yada, and all like that. But, uh, boy, they, they, they really showed up in Vegas. They did. Um, and that was a big impact. And TJ Watt, others spoke about the Raiders needing to use a silent count and that just stuff that Steelers nation is going to give you that certainly played an impact. Their own Ross McCorkle was out there, had some great clips and certainly said that Steelers nation was taken over, but you could hear it. You could see it on your television. And that certainly played a big factor. I know just kind of more, Wrapping up the offensive thoughts, you know, there was some negativity in this game, but they eliminated some of the issues they've had in past weeks Did not turn the ball over. Although some of them were, you know, they were fortunate not to turn the ball over only sacked once better on third down um, the run game overall better, better on first down pulling up the numbers here. Dave average 5.1 yards per play wow. on first down, which is not um, an amazing number, but it's about, I don't know, above average looking like in week three here. And they were, you know, far below that the first two weeks. So better on first down keeps you on schedule, you know, sustains drives you know, time of possession was better. They won the time of possession battle, I believe for the first time this season uh, last night. So all those things were key ingredients in, in victory. Pat Frymuth, a handful of catches and a touchdown in this, uh, uh, some in the middle of the field there. So it was good to get him, uh, going there and, uh, you know, a couple of explosive plays in there. You'd like to see, obviously, uh, more explosive, uh, explosive plays. But uh, once again, uh, not. I think the the my, my the overarching thought that I have with the amount of tape that I've seen so far is is uh, better, but not there yet. But uh, there were a lot of things that we saw uh, positive wise that that you know we haven't seen. Look, the fact that you just stay in the game. Right. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, really, really makes a difference here. And I think it's a good learning game. They obviously go first road game, learning how to deal with those circumstances and, and, and the crowd noise. And then obviously uh, the way the way the game started with those three and outs and then falling behind on the explosive play and then getting back up off the mat out of uh, after that. And. You know, I, th- I think there's a, there's a lot to be learned uh, from from this team uh, with with their first road win the way it happened. And we talked about Frymuth hopefully getting more involved in his final stat line. What was his final stat line in this one? Three catches for 41 yards and a touchdown on four targets. So it wasn't an overly productive day, but I mean it. You know, the the, the place counted the touchdown, the 14 yarder on one of those sprint outs. Um, his best day by far. So. Spread the football around a bit more. Guys making key plays. Allen Robinson, key third down catches. Frying within the red zone. Austin deep ball. Um, you know, Pickens making his plays. I mean, that was all, you know, really successful contributions. Absolutely. Offensive line, you know, run blocking, like you said, better. I thought pass protection stunt pickup was really poor. I thought they allowed too much pressure in this game, especially for a Raiders unit that basically just had one guy to deal with in Max Crosby, and he made too much of an impact here. I thought Pittsburgh, just big picture had more issue containing the Raiders stars in this game compared to last year when they shut down 
Devontae Adams and Crosby was generally minimized in that game. Wasn't the case last night, but still enough to get the win. Yeah, it looks like some, at, at first blush, uh, issues over there at left tackle more than anything. I thought a core for struggle, too. I mean, I know he had crossed most of the night, but I thought he had some issues. I thought stunt pickup in general, just kind of communication, passing things off. Mason Cole in the middle, again, just first glance, you know, it didn't seem like he had a particularly strong night overall. James Daniels getting beat on that third and one fullback dive on the opening possession. I mean, we'll see what the you know PFF grades are, what the all 22 says, but I don't know what. Oh, Lyman really had a good night last night, especially in pass pro. Yeah, not not across the board for sure. Yeah. And again, some of the double teams in the run game, that was you know really productive. Mm-hmm. And say Malu and you know, Cole and I think Daniels, you know, there were some impressive moments there. But I thought pass protection was overall shaky. Any other final thoughts here for the offense? Uh, tight, tight ends got to block better, don't they? I mean, Pat, Pat it looked like a couple of couple of. You know, obviously you get them up against some of these ends and all like that, like Crosby, that, 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 that's a tough ass there. But, uh, I mean, I, I mean, well, I know, uh, Washington going back to that, uh, opener had that nice block on Bosa and all like that, but, uh, even he, he's probably not as winning as much as I, I thought he would win. Yeah. And I had spoken about that where I think he works on angles and down blocks whenever he has the base block and he's trying to work leverage and fight his height a little bit. There's been some problems. So yeah, I think tight end blocking overall has not been good. I I don't have a lot of commentary for how it was in this game, um, but probably still some issues there. Yeah. Some of that split zone stuff just isn't isn't cracking open for sure. Yeah. The zone scheme has been really just a mess this year. I think they're best at you know, power and, and, you know, man and duo and just getting downhill and being physical. Right. All right. Flipping over to the Pittsburgh Steelers defense and a really good outing overall, you know, kudos to to them for containing and really uh, shutting down and minimizing Josh Jacobs. I know their run game has struggled and they have not been able to get going all three weeks. The Raiders haven't, but still a good, good, you know, step up to the challenge tonight for the Steelers without Kim Hayward struggling as much as they had the first two weeks. Uh, Josh Jacobs did not, dominate this game and the only success he really had all night was late in that second half when Pittsburgh was in sub package and playing with light boxes to stop the pass they had a couple of runs off of that but overall that's kind of where things started tonight was the run game did not beat the Steelers you forced Jimmy Garoppolo to beat you and ultimately he could not several times you've said tonight did you go to bed (laughs) what's that several times you have said tonight uh did you go to bed at all what did I say tonight? I don't know what. Yeah, know you, what you're you, no, you said the game tonight. Oh, you know, tonight. Bro, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Am I doing that? I'm not even consciously realizing that. So, uh, <laughs> poor poor fella. Uh, even I got a couple hours last night. No, I, I understand how these things kind of run together. Uh, Josh Jacobs, 17 carries, 62 yards, a long of 10. Uh, they did do a good job of bottling them up uh, overall in this uh, in, in in this game here and. I think a couple things that, that really start and look, Devontae Adams got his 13 for 172, mm-hmm. two touchdowns and all like that. If they did anything well when it came to him, it was uh, yards after catch, right? Yeah, they didn't bust the big play, at least. It was, you know, nothing. I mean, there was the, the touchdown on that fourth down play early to Adams, um, but they didn't hit the plays that Pittsburgh was hitting, you know, with Austin. I, I, I don't know what changed so dramatically because in last year's game, Adams was held to two catches for 15 yards on nine targets. And this year he has, you know, just a a crazy performance and he's a great player. And, you know, it's not a shock that he had a great game overall, but I'm just curious what it was where Pittsburgh really struggled to contain. It felt like maybe they were playing a lot of too high in this game. And that left the middle of the field more open because the Raiders were hitting a ton of crossers and a ton of digs and Pittsburgh was tackling the catch, but allowing some of those chunk plays. So, We'll have to see the all 22, but Adams, you know, had a, a Devontae Adams like game. Yeah, they uh, th- they were he had a lot of room to work. It felt like, right? Yeah, it did. And so, again, was that Pittsburgh just trying to keep a lid on things, not get beat deep? Was that I know they played some two man in this game that allowed some stuff on the outside to be completed That's the weakness in two man. So we'll have to check the tape. Um, still get the win, so it all works out. But Adams was able to really take over this game offensively, individually, as opposed to last year when Pittsburgh shut him down and basically shut him out. 
All right, the long touchdown pass by the Raiders. Uh, for Hell of a call there, hell of an execution there. Steelers uh, uh, running drop kick coverage in there where uh, they're trying to have Minka cut the, uh, cut the crosser. And when he goes to cut it, Pat Pete, you know, uh, uh, releases the, 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 the crosser and then tries to work deep and, 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 and help out, you know, uh, middle of the field there. And, you know, he tries to find a ball and, and really with the ball being thrown in a location, it ended up being a perfect location of the pass. I mean, at some, I, I know that somebody's got to take blame here, but for the call, on both sides of what the Steelers ran. And then obviously the call uh, by the Raiders. Don't you have to just chalk this up to sometimes the other team gets play paid to make, make plays. Sure. There's an element of that to it. Again, I thought it was a, a gutsy play call, a great play call ultimately on, on fourth down. I thought the Raiders really had some of those aggressive play calls and run expected situations, a two point conversion where they got the tight end wide open, the, the touchdown to Adams. I think it was another play where something similar happened. You know, Levi Wallace has outside leverage on that play. He's expecting inside help. And as you said, with the, the crosser, Minka cuts it and Peterson replaces. He, I think he talked about after the game, kind of losing the ball in the lights a little bit. I think he thought that ball was going to go more upfield and kind of this almost back shoulder ish type play there to Devonte. So yeah, I mean, it was a good play call, a good, you know, catch and good, good play there by the Raiders overall, but I'm just hoping Peterson could contest that more than he did. Yeah. He was kind of bent over, but he, it looked like he had trouble. He obviously late kind of finding that thing. Yeah. And it's tough because you're trying to, you know, replace Minka and, and cover the middle of the field and look back and find the football and adjust and all those things. So I know that that's a difficult situation for the cornerback to be in, but Still want to see more there overall, so that was unfortunate. Um, I, I personally will, will charge that to Patrick Peterson in my charting uh, more so than Levi Wallace. Right, right. What else from this game? Pressure, consistent. You know, the Raiders came into this game touting we haven't been sacked, zero sacks. They come out of this game sacked four times, and so you know T.J. Watt, Alex Highsmith, Keanu Benton getting his first career sack. Minka should have had one. We can talk about that if you want here with that uh, rough in the passer call. But overall, the pressure was was you know pretty strong tonight. Yeah, uh, uh, you know even the what the the couple interceptions that they had there, uh, the, the the first two Watt getting pressure on those uh, uh, certainly played a part in that. And man, you had uh, obviously uh, Watt with the two. Uh, let's see. One was, uh, the early one was a ghost and kind of, uh, had to work through. They didn't, you want to talk about things that could be flagged. There were a lot of things that could have been flagged that, 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 that weren't flagged in this. And he had hands up in his face mask on that first sack of his kind of a ghost move and just worked right deep into the pocket. There's Garoppolo right there. Uh, second one, uh, looked like kind of a, uh, 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 swat and then kind of a half rip run the hoop or flatten out uh, on that one. You had Keanu Benton. Wow. With a, uh, uh, get off the ball and a club and a swim over to get his first NFL sack. And then Marcus golden from the other side, uh, uh, getting a sack in this one too, with kind of a cross chop, uh, rip or club rip, uh, move in that got, got a good chance to track all those down, uh, on the all 22 this morning. So four sacks in this game, uh, three, uh, three interceptions in this game, a couple of those kind of pressure related there, obviously Jimmy, uh, bad, you know, bad decision, you know, on, 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 on a couple of those played into that and all, but, uh, uh, you know, it, it felt like they felt like the rush was doing what it needed to do overall. Yeah, they did, especially with all the attention that Watt got and the Raiders are kind of a bit more of a max protect type team. And I thought, you know, Pittsburgh had a lot of success and you're right. The pass rush coming from not just your stars and in, in Highsmith and Watt, but other sources in Benton, man, Dave, you had a lot of fun this morning watching some of those sacks. I saw you. I know that's the first thing you ran to with the all 22 and it's, it's a lot of fun. And Benton, I know we talk about it so much, but the, this hips, how, how just fluid he is for a guy of his stature. You just don't see that too often. 
man, nice. I mean, and I mean, look, that that club and stuff, I think you had pointed out way before, you know, uh, senior bowl and all like that. And uh, he's he's really getting into tune with what he wants to play. And that's a nasty club. Got a nice swim. Uh, the more tape that you watch on him, you kind of get those uh, Javon Hargrave meet Stefan to it kind of kind mm-hmm. of a cross in between uh, 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 the two players there for him to be to put on tape what he's put on tape so far uh, just through three games into his NFL career. How much better is he going to get? I think there's a lot of room to grow. And I think once he develops a better bull rush and more power, it's going to make those more finesse, you know, work the edges type moves like his swim and rip all the more effective, but you're right. He's kind of built similar to Hargrave, but he's kind of got the movement of a Stefan to it. It's a really interesting body type and skill set overall. So it's really effective. I think guys will start to sit on that and that's why the power has to be there. But I mean, when you're a D lineman or really any kind of guy, it's hands, hips, feet. And I think this guy has really good hands, really good hips and really good feet. As you mentioned, if he gets that, gets a uh, bull rush uh, under his belt and, and works, uh, continues to work on, 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 on the balance aspect of his game. Whew, Look out. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, it, 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 it's impressive already in the, in the snaps that he's, uh, that he's played and it's not like he's playing 100% of the snaps either. Right. I mean, how many snaps did I say he played last night? 20, uh, 20, something, 20 something. You had the snap count 21. Uh, yeah. 21. And I mean, so he's, you know, he's maximizing and this is a guy that, that what was it? An ankle with him in the preseason. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep, uh, so, you know, he had to kind of work through that. So what he, you know, for the, for the amount of snaps that he's got on tape already, uh, for, for what he's showing on tape so far, uh, very impressive so far. Yeah, it was inside linebacker play. Can have to look at it. Cole Holcomb making some plays, man, that hit on Devonte Adams. That says hard of a legal hit as you're going to see this season. And, and so just seeing some splash from him, which Pittsburgh did not get from their off ball guys last year. Mark Robinson getting some snaps and some situational run stuff. And so that was, you know, good to see just for the fact this team is still willing and wanting to get Robinson involved against, you know, the right game plan against super run heavy, traditional kind of I form type team. So I thought the inside linebacker play overall was, was, was solid. Yeah. Once again, you know, the fact that they were able to shut down that run and not the, not the best coverage uh, group, right. When it comes to those uh, inside guys. Yeah, I mean, they're not, but I think it's so hard to cover as inside linebackers at this level. There were only a handful of good coverage guys. I don't know if those guys made any really egregious plays. Holcomb made that great one over the middle. So overall, I was I was pretty happy. Let's see. Look at the snaps here. 53 for Holcomb, 47 for Alexander. Roberts played 17, and Mark Robinson played four. Okay, so it was just maybe that one drive on Robinson. So not entirely sure what Pittsburgh saw there to get him involved, but we'll chart it. We'll check the tape and hopefully let you know on Wednesday. Boy, Jimmy G, sure, that's two weeks in a row at least that he's tried to put poor Devontae. (laughs) (laughs) Hospital balls, man. Put put, put Devontae in the hospital there for sure. And uh, once again, you know, you got to decide what you're going to try to take away. And I think it was evident they, you know, they, and with good reason, they wanted to stop the run. Uh, they probably could have done, or they, they could have done better in, in some instances when it comes to uh, Devonte overall, but uh, his, his, you know, his definitely counted 13 for 172 for, for two touchdowns there. Uh, I suppose it could have been uh, Myers made a couple of nice grabs in this game. Uh, they are struggling to try to get Hunter Renfro the ball, aren't they? They're just not throwing it to him. I don't know how he's a, one of the best separators in football and he, the guy can't be targeted. I know you have Adams and Myers, like you said, and those guys will dominate a bunch of targets, but yeah, I'm not sure why they're not spreading the ball around to other people. They can't get their tight ends involved worth a dang uh, either. Talking about the Raiders, that mayor uh, uh, two point conversion. I mean, they they were just aggressive, thinking they were going to mm-hmm. run from the one there and let them sneak out and all like that. So you know, you look at that, try to try to tighten that up. But that's that to me, that's a byproduct just being really really aggressive in that situation. Sure. 
quick uh, Pittsburgh Steelers plane update, according to ESPN's Brooke Pryor. Uh, not only has Pittsburgh not gotten on a new plane yet, they are still on the old plane that, that had to have the emergency landing. And so they've been on a tarmac, I guess, for many, many hours. And so we're going to be a tired bunch. I mean, they can't practice or have any media availability today, right? Tomlin's got to be like, just go home, guys, right? I think I think they've earned that after the win. Yeah, I would. I, I would like to think so. So we'll update you on that uh, throughout the day. They're going to get home safe. Just going to be a lot longer than Pittsburgh anticipated. Um, to stick here with the defense, Dave, secondary. I thought, the, I thought the theme of the night for Pittsburgh secondary was redemption. Levi Wallace, Patrick Peterson having issues earlier in the game. They both end the game with interceptions. Wallace with two, his first multi-interception game in the NFL. Peterson, his first interception as a Steeler, his 35th of his career. So good for those guys to to bounce back. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, what didn't we highlight uh, Wallace saying, <laughs> the, having something on IG about the look at these hands or something like that. <laughs> uh, uh, he certainly showed his hands. Good for him for bouncing back. Yeah, it, it's tough to play corner and those guys took their lumps. But, you know, when you're facing Devonta Adams and Myers, you know, and getting peppered with targets, it, it, you're going to have some tough ones. And so I think playing corners about being mentally tough and those guys, Showed their mental toughness and and Pittsburgh made splash plays. I mean, they got they got eight takeaways through three games, Dave. I mean, that is that second best in football right now. And it's the first time it's happened in Pittsburgh since 2010. And the time before that was 2008. And the time before that was 2005. So I'm just saying, Dave, that 05, 08, 2010, Pittsburgh might be going to the Super Bowl this year. Oh, easy, easy now. Easy <laughs> I, the history, now. I, the history says it. That's just that's uh, history talking right, right there. All right. I'm and, just kidding. Yeah. Um, what else here? I thought, I thought Minka was solid tackling underrated as always cutting some of those crossers and limiting acts. So I know Minka had 11 tackles, which you don't want Minka to always have 11 tackles right. in a game, but it was enough to get the win on Sunday night, not tonight on Sunday night. <laughs> I, I think once again, and, and it, it, and I haven't uh, did a deep dive in any of the stats, but it certainly felt like the, the yards after any type of first contact were, were, were extremely limited. I thought they did a much better job uh, tackling overall. Uh, and there was, it didn't, didn't feel like uh, uh, the Raiders had a lot of that hidden, hidden yardage, whether it be yak or, or, or whatever in this game. Agreed. And just situational football, uh, Raiders were 4-13 on third down. They had three turnovers. They got sacked a bunch. The run game wasn't there. All those things working in Pittsburgh's favor. Even so, they still um, they, they still let them crawl back in it, didn't they? In typical Pittsburgh fashion, I, I, I fooled myself and shame on me. I thought it was 23-7. Hey, we're going to coast. We're going to have, I was looking up stats for margin of victory. When did, when did Pittsburgh last win by, you know, 16 plus mm-hmm. points and shame on me for doing that because you knew it'd be a close game with five minutes left. What What is, I, I know it's going to dominate the uh, Raiders conversation out West today in, in your neck of the woods, but what did you think of Josh McDaniels kicking the field goal down eight with a couple minutes left? I certainly struggled with it and still struggling with it. Want to go look at all the probability bots and, and, and all like that. I mean, you still have to get a stop, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, you do. I mean, and it wasn't you have like, a chance to tie. Right. Uh, and it wasn't like it was uh fourth and eight. I mean, fourth and 12 or anything like that. Right. You know, what was it? A fourth and four. On the on they they went to kick it the first time, had the Leal penalty, and then the next time they kicked it, I believe you're right, it was fourth and four. All right. I, I can more understand it on the on the first time, but to come back mm-hmm. and uh after after the penalty and all and, 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 and try it again, I mean, why not just go for it at that point? Because you're still gonna need a stop either either way, right? Yeah, to me, what that showed was we don't believe Pittsburgh's offense can get a first down here. Because I believe on the Steelers' previous possession, they had gone three and out on a pretty poor drive that did not take up much clock. And so that was kind of, to me, a subtle shot at the Steelers and saying, we don't think you guys are going to get a first down here. We'll, we'll kick the field goal. You guys will go three and out and we'll put a drive together. And well, Pittsburgh ultimately did punt the ball. They they bled almost the entire remaining clock. The Raiders got the ball back with 12 seconds left. And so I thought Pittsburgh had a really big moment to get a first down on that ensuing possession. Right, right. I mean, and, and once again, that uh, that picket uh, uh, pass to Robinson uh, for six yards on third and two, uh, you know, not a, 
I don't, I don't, I don't want to call it a turning point of the game, but it sure was an important one there. Oh yeah, it was. And and last year I criticized those sprint outs because Matt Canada would run them so often on second and long, second and 12, second and 11, and it's going to get you maybe five yards, but it kind of guarantees you're going to be in third and pretty long. But if you do it on first and 10 to get an easy five yards, you do it on third and two to pick up a first down. That's when it should be used. It's a really hard play to stop overall. So good situational play calling there. All right, the Minka penalty. Yeah, I mean, because they, they've changed that rule, right? It used to be if you made any contact with the helmet, it was a penalty, and now it's forcible contact with the helmet. And to that letter, to that extent, I don't think it qualifies. And Terry McCauley, the NBC rules expert, former NFL official, agreed upon that. So all's well that ends well. At least it didn't come in a loss. Otherwise, we'd really be talking about that play. But to me, that was the wrong call. And what a, what was Mika's description of it? It was brief after the game. A, Mika obviously didn't think he did anything wrong, but he said that he was told that... Uh, uh, I'll get the quote here. Garoppolo lowered his head. and Yeah, which I don't know how that justify i mean i it's a obviously it's a fine line to walk here in today's nfl let me try to pull up the exact quote make a saying telling reporters he did not believe that he did anything wrong and he was surprised that he was penalized let me get you the official word from the refs what they told him they said quote they said he ducked and i hit him in his head when he ducked that's what minka apparently was told by the officials I, I don't know. I mean, Kenny Pickett's getting punched in the face twice in that first right. half. They don't call that, and they call Garoppolo. I know they're trying to protect quarterbacks, and there is some contact with the head. The question is, is it forcible to me to not meet that bar? Well, we'll find out for sure on Saturday what they really think about it, right? Because uh, that's when the uh, the fines are, are, are released. They'll either find Minka or they won't. And if they don't find Minka for it, it's, uh, it becomes up or bad. Right. That is true. And we should talk about that briefly. A lot of fines for Pittsburgh this week and the NFL. I know in the summer and the preseason preseason had a point of emphasis to really crack down on those lowering the helmet calls, both offensively and defensively. And they they stuck to their word. You had what Quan Alexander, Landon Roberts and Jalen Warren all getting fined, you know, over forty thousand dollars for, you know, lowering their helmet penalties. And that's repeat offender amounts i guess but uh that that is poor jalen warren dude he played for free in this game <laughs> it's like his next couple of paychecks so I, I don't know but the nfl is really cracking down on it and the three deshaun watson uh fines did not even total up uh what what jalen's was right and he didn't get fined for pushing the official uh, i mean how does he not yeah. get fined for that you made contact with an official that is a clear no-no in the nfl right right yeah uh make, makes you wonder sometimes it does, but that's all, uh, you know, it is what it is. But to go back to this game, to the defense, yeah, overall did enough there, made those splash plays. Any other final thoughts with the defensive performance in this one? Uh, the layout, what'd you think about the layout leveraging? I mean, I didn't get a good look because you have the mess of bodies there, but I, I trust it's the right call. You know, 22 will confirm. I mean, the rule is clear. Get off, stay off the, the long snapper. Treat him like precious cargo, like a quarterback, a defenseless player. Do not touch him. And I'm going to assume that was the right call there. And that is just, you have to know the rules, have to know the situation. There was nothing appearing to be super egregious, but letter of the law, don't make contact. Don't leverage when you jump on the long snapper. Just a really, really boneheaded play by DeMarvin Lee Allen. Luckily, it did not ultimately cost his team a win. Right. Steelers penalized, what, six for? Oh, what about the P- the early uh, holding on Pierre what? Mm. Uh, on the uh, on the punt? Yeah, I watched them. They showed the replay. I didn't see holding on that one. I thought I was going to see a lot more whenever they uh, went to replay on that. So I thought that was a pretty questionable call. Uh, six penalties for 45 yards for the Steelers, seven for 60 uh, uh, on the Raiders. Well, there was a couple of false starts, I think, in there uh, by them. Uh, they had a pass interference. I'm trying to recall some of the other penalties in 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 in, in the one on there. Calvin. They threw a couple of back shoulders to Calvin. Right. One of them got the PI on it. Yeah, and that's not an ideal situation for Calvin to be yeah, in either, right. is it? I mean, I understand why they're doing it because they, you know, the, the the position he's playing and all like that and all. Uh, it, I I could I could do do with less uh, Calvin Austin back shoulders because it's just not not his specialty. 
Yeah, I'm with you there, Dave. But the one at least drew a penalty. Overall, those special teams, the Leah penalty was really frustrating. But Presley Harvin the third, man, kudos to him. Statistically, Dave, I'm gonna write about this for Steelers Depot here, probably by the time the podcast comes out. It is one of the best punting performances, not just in his career, which it certainly was, but one of the best punting performances in Pittsburgh Steelers history you wow. saw last night. Uh, let's see. He had six for 323 yards, an average of 53.8. I don't know what the net. Do you know what the net was on that? Had a 63 yarder, had zero touchbacks and three inside the 20. Uh, well, how many? I think they had 44 return yards. So how many yards did Harvin have punting total? 323. So subtract the return yards and divide by six, I guess. Right. It is, yeah, 279 technology. Everything's broken today on the internet, it feels like, divided by six. So 46 and a half net, which is an A-plus type of net yardage. Absolutely. Good for him. Yeah, and the coverage unit was good. Mark Robinson had a, that, that first punt. Uh, that was a great tackle. It was a 54-yard net there. Um, I think Robinson had another tackle later in this game on, on the punt coverage team. So. That was key. And then, yeah, the, the punt, that, that that last punt that, that pinned the Raiders return guy to the left sideline, he muffed the ball. I don't know how he recovered that football. That thing took a wild bounce. You got four steals around there, so they got really lucky there. It should have ended uh, the game did uh, right right then and there. But, yeah, Harvin was excellent. And then Chris Boswell, 57-yarder, like it was nothing. I mean, Old they, man strength. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, even 57 is kind of the, you know, kind of pushing his range, but that one would have been good from 60. Yeah, that building is. Uh, uh, I think you know. Look, I'm not not taking any way from Boswell, but I think there's been some 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 booming punts in that building and all. Okay. But I mean, uh, that uh, I mean uh, kicks that uh, that groin's fine. I think. Yeah, and knock on wood that it stays that way because Pittsburgh will need Bos to to be the boss that he is right now. Any other final thoughts here from special teams or just kind of this game? as you've watched it through and kind of just gathering your, your first thoughts here, Dave. Yeah. I just think based on what we know, I, I thought Montrevious Adams did some good things in this game uh, up, up, up front. I think he stuck a boy. He, uh, uh, he almost submarine one in the backfield uh, uh, early on there. Uh, I just think top to bottom that front played, played uh, that was the best game that fronts played without a doubt. Yeah, I would say so, and have to see the all-22 to really kind of go through it, but just seemed to be more gap sound, tackled well overall, got off more blocks, and and, and again, I mean, the Raiders' run game has struggled, and you know, the Browns and the 49ers have a better run game overall, but I'll take it. I'm not making any excuses right now. Pittsburgh's run D has not been good. They were the better unit last night, and that was critical to their success. Uh, in the charting that I sent you, do you have the yak? Can, can you total up the yak that they had? I can try on the fly. I've, I've yet to really get to charting just because, you know, how late everything was last night. But I can try to cobble something together here um, because I think I'm you're just right. Curious, a lot. Just curious about the yak. On it. I, I, you know, I put the chart all together for you, but I didn't total. I didn't total it up. Uh, all right. There. Let me just uh, this will be a, a messy thing here, but just real, real all quick. Right. I'm seeing. 87 yards of yak in total. And how I many catches? Attempts. Yeah, I mean, how many uh, How many completions did Garoppolo have? 28 last night. So 87 divided by 28, 3.1 uh, yards of yak per reception, which is a good number for a Under four. I mean, yeah. you, you would like it a little lower, I suppose, but uh, uh not, 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 it, it, it felt on film, uh, you know, uh, on the TV tape, at least that they did a better job after the catch. I think so. And again, these numbers are very messy. I've not been able to put together my full official charting yet. So we can update that for hopefully Wednesday, but yeah, I mean, there weren't any crazy yak moments they had last night. So that was certainly important. All right. All right, Dave, uh, I think we can probably get to a couple of re reader emos and close out today's show. Reminder, we'll have a live stream tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern time to answer your Steelers questions and hopefully a happier mood than what we had on our previous live stream, which was post 49ers game. So the mood should be a lot more jovial tonight. 
All right, let's see here. Deshaun Campbell's uh, guys, this is something you may have already covered during the show, but it seems to me that Kenny creates a lot of pressures and sacks for himself. He seems to put his head down, leaves the pocket uh, too soon sometimes or runs into a sack or take away one side of the field. Also, Steelers paid some good money for this O-line. Seems to me that Pat Myers may be uh, getting let off the hook a little, a little too easy. I mean, we've talked a little bit about, you know, uh, uh, earlier in the show, we talked about the play of the offense line not, not being great in this. I think uh, we've talked about Pat Myers some uh, in the past couple of podcasts here. And there, there are a few times where Kenny looks like he's bailing when he probably shouldn't. Yeah, there were some times where I thought, you know, he saw some issues that crept up last year of him, as you said, leaving pockets early that were clean and running himself into trouble, which, to be fair to the O-line, made them look worse than what they actually were. So, um, we'll have to, again, check the tape on that, but I, I thought that was an issue uh, last night. Look, it was, once again, uh, the takeaway, uh, it was better, but not there yet. When you talk about you know a lot of things offensively, yeah, the offensive line's not where you want it to be. Uh, you, you, you'd like Kenny to iron uh, so, you know, so a few more things, uh, several things, more, more things out uh, in his game here. It wasn't perfect, but uh uh, if I would have, if I would have kind of gave you a uh, uh, a verbal rundown the way these first three games went, you probably wouldn't believe that they were two and one. And we should mention, technically leading the AFC North right now over Baltimore and over Cleveland. The Bengals are zero and two, and they're going to play tonight. And we don't know if Joe Burrow is going to play for them. So, yeah, I mean, despite all the bumps in the road that Pittsburgh has had the first three weeks, they are your technical leaders in the division right now. And technically going into Monday night, the number two two seed in the AFC. <laughs> <laughs> are they really? I didn't realize yeah. that. I mean, you, uh, you know how all that tie breaking, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just going by the NFL media site, you know, uh, here, but they, they update those after every game and you can sort them by conference and all like that. And <laughs> if, if the season were to end today, which it's not, uh, they would be the second seed in the AFC. That's uh, kind of crazy to think about. It is. Yeah. So, you know, credit to this team for persevering. It's been kind of ugly and pulling teeth at times, but. You're winning games. In the NFL, it's hard to win games. Let's just say that out loud. I mean, there are upsets every week. You just saw the Cardinals beat the Cowboys last night. Kudos to Josh Dobbs. Like, this happens every single week. It is a tough thing to win in the NFL. And again, to win on the road, West Coast, short week, brutal game against the Browns. I don't care who the opponent is. I don't care about the problems the Raiders have, if they're going to be a bad team this year or not. You get a win like that. That is impressive. Yeah. uh, And now, yo, and, and, uh, the Texans playing uh, per- pretty decent, and uh, everybody would be worried now for a letdown of, 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 of some sort. But I think the initial line on this was like four and a half. Steeders favored on the road. I think uh, last I looked last night, it, it, it closed to three points uh, there. But I mean, look, ta- you know, uh, uh, lining both these teams up across the board, and it doesn't seem like the Steeders had you know any significant injuries coming out of this game. Obviously, they're not going to have. Uh, Hayward and 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 Deontay and uh, for for a few more games here, but I mean, just you know, uh, at first blush, I mean that, and, and it's been this way really since the schedule came out. This is a game that you would expect the Steelers uh, to win on 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 the road to move to uh, to three and one. But we got plenty of time to mm-hmm. uh, to prepare for that. George O'Donnery writes in, "Hey guys, I have a question about Steelers etiquette. What is?" Was it wrong for me to stand and sing O Canada after the touchdown pass to Pat Firemuth? They might be on to something with this concept of passing the ball for red zone touchdowns. I yeah, we 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 get it. Look, uh uh once again, Kenny Pickett's first game with two touchdown passes. Uh hopefully there's more of those uh to, to uh to come about. Uh the fact that they got a red zone, you know, touchdown in this one and uh they 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 were able to accomplish accomplish some things on offense that you know we hadn't seen to to, to start the season. So obviously, you hope to, uh, to 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 build on this. Yeah, that's what it comes down to. So sing away, as long as this team keeps winning, keeps producing, then then it'll, it'll be all good. All right. I think that's all we got in here, Alex. And I think we're right running close to about an hour now, too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, got, just we, we have a live stream tonight at seven o'clock Eastern time. You can find out by going to Alex Kazora's YouTube channel. Uh, we'll chat for an hour on, on that. And 
Uh, we'll be busy covering more stuff on the site uh, today. I'm sure some film rooms and 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 that kind of stuff. So uh, within all that, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Studios Depot. Follow Alex at Alex underscore Kazora. Follow the show at Terrible Podcast. Email the show the Terrible Podcast at gmail.com. If you like what we do and want to donate to the cause, StudiosDepot.com. Hit the donate button up right navigational bar. Also, if you like an ad free version of the site, StudiosDepot.com. Hit the ad free button up right navigational bar. We'll plow through the all 22 uh get back on wednesday and see what else uh jumped out at us and obviously you can follow all of us on twitter and uh we'd like to post some clips up there from the all 22 i already have i think all four of the sacks up there and and that drop kick coverage for the touchdown that the raiders uh uh got this game and we'll continue that on as well too so until uh hopefully you join us later tonight on the uh, YouTube live stream as always thanks for listening to the terrible podcast with Dave and Alex <laughs>